Oh, someone's like vacuuming or something. What's going on? Vacuuming. Can you hear it? I can hear the vacuum. Weird. And who vacuums at 9.15 p.m.? That'd be like me deciding to tap right now. <laughs> <laughs> no time like the present. Tap, 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 tap. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Threat Level Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm here with Jamie. Hello. And we got another quiet, intimate episode with the two of us this this week. Yes, we do. Let me settle up closer to my mic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, light a candle. Oh, I should. Um, Too late. <laughs> today we are here. We are we are gathered here today to <laughs> appreciate some women. Yes, we are. Uh, ironically, the women's appreciation episode, none of the women on the podcast were <laughs> available to record. Um, but the production schedule's got to move on, so we're going to keep going yeah. and um, try to be try to be a little try to. We are we are well aware that none of the women on Threat Level Podcast are here for the <laughs> women's appreciation episode. Yes, we are. Um, and we apologize and we'll try to be sensitive to that. Uh, and so if at any point you feel like you would like to talk about the things that we've talked about, I invite you to leave us a tweet at TL underscore PCAST or leave a comment or email us at levelpodcast at gmail.com. Nice. So with that said, uh, maybe uh so like i'd like i'd like to ask you um what's what is a recent time that you have been appreciative of a way that a woman was portrayed in some kind of media that you were consuming so like a movie or a tv or a game or something good um i think this is a good question because sometimes you're sort of like presented with some sort of movie or show in which you think that the portrayal of a woman is very is going very well, and mm-hmm. then at the end it just collapses into a heap. <laughs> Do um, you have an example for that? Like, did you think yeah. of one that you wanted to say, and then you were like, "No way"? <laughs> well, I remember uh, so recently with the um, uh, what is it called? Uh, no, Hunger Games. With the whole Hunger Games, you know, phenomenon that was. Katniss Everdeen is sort of portrayed as, you know, the main character. She's portrayed as a very strong, independent woman who, like, does her own thing, and she takes down, like, you know, the government and all this stuff. But then towards the end of the series, she, you know, realizes that she has to settle down and if she can't live without PETA and all this stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what happens, and I'm like... I've never seen the last one, and so, like, I didn't know that, like, she, like, settled down and that the war was over. Yep. Yeah. So that's what happened. She goes back and lives with Peta, and they have a kid, and she's just like sitting in a field or something. And I was like, "Well, Peta, that loser." Right. I was like, "Well, she didn't yeah. really need to choose anyone, really, and she could have just, you know, went right. on with her merry life." But like that was an example where like it seemed to be like a very, very pro independence sort of thing, and then towards the end, it's like, "Nope, I can't live without a man. Not possible." Yeah, there's that. I, I was because the first one that I thought of when we were thinking of this question was uh, Mikasa from Zack and Titan, and like, yeah, she's like this really like highly qualified person who is like 
you know, kind of, kind of cold and yeah. like, uh, but like really like the best the military has ever seen. But mm-hmm. her entire driving force is because she wants Aaron to be like, um, like she wants to protect him, which is, right. which is cool. But her entire motivations do revolve around, uh, you know, this, like, I mean, in it, in it, I don't know. I've never seen the more recent episodes or, or read mm-hmm. past it. Um, but, and so I don't know if it ever changes, but to me it is like, I think it is more of a, um, brother, sister kind of thing, which is right. also, um, like that, that does put it up a notch higher, but it <laughs> does say that like your, your whole character purpose is for, you know, revolves around some man. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say in that same way, and, you know, I was kind of tempted to talk about uh, Sensate as well. But the problem with that is that, like, although it is the show is amazing and very good at representing all sorts of different, you know, backgrounds and and stuff like that, it um, they're all still sort of connected in a group. So, like, everything that they do is either for their partner or whether that be a woman who has a woman as a partner, it's still showing that like their motivation is coming from wanting to protect that other person, which isn't a bad thing by any means, but -hmm. it's kind of like, it's still a dependence sort of thing. So I think that the, the thing, the show that I've seen most recently that I enjoyed that sort of promotes independence and stuff is probably Grace and Frankie, which is sort of, you know, not traditional in the sense that <laughs> it's a story about like women in their seventies whose husbands, you know, reveal to them that they right. were they were sleeping together. Um it's not some up and coming scrappy princess. Right. No scrappy princess. Um but it's it's cool because, you know, they're it, the entire story is basically about them sort of discovering a way to to live on their own, you know, for the first time in like 40, 50 years and realizing mm-hmm. that they can and that although it's um you know it's it's a change to get used to a new sort of lifestyle in that way it's something that they can do and they have the the ability to do which i, I thought was pretty cool um i'm sure there are tons of other examples i just can't even think of any so i'd love to hear what your your example <laughs> okay. is uh mine is there um was a game a release on it was on Switch, and I want to say also on Steam, um, called Celeste. Uh, mm. Celeste is not the name of the character. It's the name of the mountain. Oh. Um, the name of the character is Madeline, and what I really loved about the way that she was is um, at no point in this story is Madeline ever, like, showing any sort of, like, like her motivations are just, like, get to the top of this mountain, mm-hmm. get over your anxieties like if you say that you can do something you can do it um there is a guy in the story his name's theo uh and he he also is like super cool but he's like you like run into him every once in a while there's one part where he like gets trapped and you have to like carry him out um and but like it never is like uh like there's never like romantic tension between them at all Mm -hmm. like um, even in the like the the heartfelt dialogue between them, it's never like leading anywhere where you think that like they're going to um, like start dating after they get off the mountain or anything. Like they never mm-hmm. like they don't like fall for each other because they went through this thing on the mountain. Um, yeah, I like that the fact that 
anything because for some reason whenever they have a show or movie like that it almost always ends in people falling in love and i'm like can't we just be friends i don't understand yeah Yeah. and like um the the funny one of the one of the funny things about it is that theo uh, theo is this like um like he's he seems like he's from Portland. I don't remember if he ever actually says that he's from Portland, but like he's got like kind of hipster type. Okay. He runs a, a really popular Instagram account. So like he's here to take <laughs> selfies for uh, his Instagram account. Okay. And, but like that Instagram account actually exists. Oh. Uh, it's called Theo under stars. And like it's Theo posting all of his selfies and stuff. And um, one, like sometimes people will comment like, how's Madeline doing? And he'll be like, I haven't really heard from her. She's kind of hard to keep in touch with. She doesn't really uh, talk that much. Um, That's funny. So like it, it really like even, even in like head canon, like you can't really like pair them together. Cause she like, you know, she did her own thing afterwards. Yeah. Um, That's but cool. yeah, you're like the, the story, the story behind it is not a story of love. It's not like a, um, it's not like she broke up with her boyfriend and so she decided to hike up a mountain and then met another man. Yeah. Um, she's just like, <laughs> she's just like, you can do this. Like, that's what, that's my favorite. It's one of my favorite levels in like all games. Like it's at the beginning, you run into this old lady and she starts like laughing at you. Like you can't climb this mountain. And like, as you run away, like her, like she starts laughing. And so like, ha ha comes out of her mouth and like those ha ha's chase you like as you're like running away. And, uh, and like at the end, when you come through it, like everything fades away, and and she says like you can do this, uh, and it's just like it's a super cool scene. That's um, cool, yeah. I like but that. yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> so Celeste, yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I was just thinking also of the, I mean, it's not. Um, I mean, she's not doing things necessarily alone, but there are plenty of times when when she proves that she doesn't need anyone help anyone's help and that's from a series of unfortunate events i just watched the second oh. the second season and so um oh, i can't remember her name now is it violet baudelaire i have no like i i've i read those books when i was like a kid oh. and i haven't like watched any i think i watched the one movie that came out but i don't I've uh, never watched any of so. okay yeah so the uh the older sister in there is a very crafty sort of like she's the engineer of the group and she's the one who sort of like always figures a way out of all of the issues that they're in so Mm -hmm. in that way she's a very strong you know female character which is which is good especially since you know that show although plenty of adults watch it (laughs) like me um it's probably (laughs) you know in theory especially the books are geared more towards young adults or or you know or tweens if you will so that way <laughs> they're getting a good <laughs> a good sort of role model in that way so that's pretty cool i yeah. thought did you watch a wrinkle in time i did i feel like everybody watched it and nobody talked about it like i never heard a single thing about that movie so i don't know if it was super forgettable or what so the issue but... okay if you don't want to listen about me talk about a wrinkle in time listeners skip about <laughs> four minutes or something from that from now so a wrinkle of time was tough because I've never read the book, so I'm not familiar exactly with what the story goes. But essentially, you know, it's meant to be some sort of really empowering thing with this girl who discovers that she can, like, I don't know, travel through wrinkles in space and time and find stuff and save the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one issue with that is that, and I I assume this is the same in the book, but like in the movie, she there's this love interest boy who comes and travels with her. 
mm-hmm. yes, she's the one who's still doing the majority of like the saving and stuff like that. But I don't know it's kind of like still a romantic relationship towards the end, which annoys me because I don't think there's anything wrong with love stories per se. But like, why can't it's never portrayed except for like in Celeste or like in very few other things that like a guy and a woman can like be friends and not end up together. I'm like, why is that not a thing? But, um, anyway, so that was one of the things that annoyed me about it. And also like it was, it was visually appealing, but like there was no depth to any of the stuff that went on. Like, you know, they would travel to these worlds with the help of like the three, I don't know, fairy godmothers or whatever they were. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) <laughs> you know, they would uh, go through these wrinkles in time. But it was, you didn't learn anything about, like, any of those places. And they would be there for, like, five seconds and then travel forward. And, you know, it was, mm-hmm. whereas, like, I'm, I would have much more appreciated some sort of, like, world, world building. Like, I want to know why they traveled to this place. What was important about that? We don't know. We never know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was kind of. So is she trying to find her dad? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's trying to find her dad. Um, so her love interest and her kid brother go with her to do so, and and things happen. But okay. <laughs> yeah, you were saying that like she was saving the world, and like I I can't remember if that is like a side story behind it. But I was like, oh, I thought she was trying to find her dad. Yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely like the main yeah. quest. But then you find out like there's much more going on and right. darkness and things. Yeah, like there's this. a reason he was captured or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you read the book at all? When I was in fifth grade, I read them like okay. a bunch, uh, but I don't remember anything from it. Yeah, I except for that, and that she like repeats there. She like memorized the periodic table, and that was how she calmed <laughs> herself down. Those are the two things I remember about the book. That's fair. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like I have a copy of it somewhere, but I definitely it was one of those books that I always intended to read because it seemed cool, and mm. then I never got to. But yeah, oh well. Now I feel less inclined to do so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that. So yeah, it was right. it was good, but nothing to write mm-hmm. home about. And nobody did. That's why I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People go, but I, I think like it's also one of those movies that not as hyped as Black Panther, but was definitely like really hyped. And then right. people probably feel like it's a bad idea to talk negatively about it because yeah. <laughs> I mean there are critiques to be had, but. Um, I don't know. No, when Oprah's in your movie, you, yeah. you don't say anything. <laughs> right. If you want to live. If it's good that's... enough for Oprah. <laughs> right. Well, that's a, th- yeah, I don't know. Even that thing was kind of slightly annoying because we don't really learn anything about them either. Like right. the character Oprah plays. And I don't know if maybe they're meant to be remain mysterious in the book as well. Because the book yeah, is I don't from... think that they're explained in the book either. Yeah, I was going to say, from, my, from what I remember from like holding the physical book, it's not that long of a book. Right. So they can't have gone in too much. I guess I'm just like hoping for a Tolkien, you know, like a, a Tolkien yeah. sort of like story. And I'm, I do yeah. get that. <laughs> That's always the goal. <laughs> it really is. Like if you're, if you're throwing me into a fantasy world, I need to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> what who's research the son... <laughs> did you do about these runes? <laughs> right. Who's the son of whom from the daughter of what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I want to fold out something from the back of this book. Oh, I wish I had a copy that had like a fold out map. That'd be so yeah. cool. But um but yeah, so women's appreciation. Very yeah. appreciative. But um so that is the title also of season three, episode twenty one, uh, which originally aired on May third, two thousand seven. 
And it was written by the duo, right? I forget their names. Uh, I also don't know their names. It's uh, Jean, I want to say. Stupnitsky? Yes, and whoever the other person is. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how they're always introduced at parties. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, you and the other guy. Um, Yeah, it was Jean Stupnitsky and Lee Eisenberg. Mm, That's right. There they are. Yeah. And they wrote such hits as The Fight and The Return, Dinner Party, which is the best, (laughs) (laughs) and Weight Loss, which is also good. Um, So pretty solid writing duo. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so we have our introduction, The Cold Open, which is another one of those classics where we find out that Dwight has implemented some sort of demerit system, <laughs> which is exceedingly complicated. Yeah. It, it's like uh, complicated for no real reason. Like right. you would think that like Dwight would like want to just like get straight to the point. Like if you get three demerits, you're going in front of a firing squad. Right. Uh, and instead it's just like really convoluted, like demerits <laughs> to referrals system. Right. Well, I do like, like th- it's so in, funny. In how? Go ahead. And and like for what reason? Like why? <laughs> right. I don't know. And then for it all just to end up to his immediate superior, which is Jim anyway. It's like yeah. what's the point? But I do love that Jim apparently skips all of those steps, and he's just like, "I'm gonna need that written review on my yeah, desk yeah, by, exactly. by five, or you're gonna get a he sh- full desagulation." He should have. Uh, he should have had to do. Had to get the demerits. <laughs> See, that would have been funny if it were, like, the episode dedicated to him getting through all of the steps of, like, yeah. all of the demerits, <laughs> the citations, the verbal warnings, you know? Right. It would have been real fun. Mm-hmm. But no, it's very quick. Yeah. <laughs> way, to, way to screw the pooch, Gene Stupnitsky and Lee Eisenberg. Way to go, guys. But uh, that then brings us to, like, the main issue of the... <laughs> Yeah. of the entire thing <laughs> poor you're, uh, poor phallus you're laughing already <laughs> i know right oops i'm pulling a michael yeah. poor yeah. phallus was uh flashed in the parking lot yeah which uh causes dwight to rush out really quickly and run through the parking lot with his yeah. vampire steak <laughs> yeah i love when he was when he was stabbing the bushes he was like stabbing the lower part of the bushes because he knew that if you were hiding in the bushes you would be crouching That's and true. like to make sure that nobody sees you uh <laughs> yeah uh, dwight's awesome at this episode uh he's very dedicated to his to his crusade he really uh, is so much so that he's blinded by the fact that the picture that Pam whipped up of the flasher is just him yeah. with a really creepy mustache. So do you think um, when Andy gets handed the picture, do you think that Andy knows that it's Dwight? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think old, uh, I think old Moonface knows what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like, uh, because that's what it is. It is super subtle. Uh, but I think like it's obvious enough where like you can't really be like he's not right. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Dwight um, just doesn't is oblivious to it. I guess just to make the episode funny, but it's like you think that typically <laughs> he's sort of. 
I guess he has his moments where he's sort of aloof, but I feel like typically he's really quite observant about these things. I think he pictures himself with glasses on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And so when he looks at it, it doesn't look like him. That's fair. Because even, yeah, even at the end when he's looking in the mirror, he has to like take his glasses off to, yeah. <laughs> to really see. <laughs> oh, man. And now that they're, now those are posted all over town. And apparently in Andy's, like the school's in Andy's. You can ruin someone's life that way. You really oh, could. I meant to, I meant to look up the number, and I never did. Like if that was uh, a real one. Oh right, because it was actually like an eight hundred, not just like a one five 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 five. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, that'd be funny. But I never did. I didn't either. Obviously, <laughs> I also didn't <laughs> write down the number. So if that's a trivia question, you have to scratch that one off. <laughs> it was. It wasn't a trivia question, but I wrote it down initially because I thought you would ask it, and then I thought, like, oh, I bet that's a real number. That would be funny um, if you called it. And it was still like pervert hotline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got to try it. Only one way to find out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Phyllis gets flashed, and Michael finds it funny because phyllis is not one of the hot ones in the office right did he not see pam yeah (laughs) um i think like (laughs) his like his like hand thing that he does is like Uh. definitely a his portrayal of a guy in a trench coat flashing someone (laughs) is definitely something that i have referenced many times in my life but like i'm trying to think of like a a reason i would be referencing this other than like just like because like i'm i'm not like flashing i was gonna say wait by referencing referencing, you mean like opening your coat and pretending to flash people yeah like i think i I can't see you even pretending to do that (laughs) i think it's like uh like you'll see like the neighborhood watch guy or like yeah, the, the the neighborhood watch guy, and he's like real shifty looking with like a mask. <laughs> like he looks like that guy. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I'll make a joke about about that guy being so like incredibly a criminal, like <laughs> a criminal. Uh, <laughs> oh man! No, like Mister A Criminal. Mister A Criminal. I, that's so funny. No, I could not picture you um, pretending to flash people and like sticking your fingers through your through your zipper. Yeah, I am certainly not like acting it out. Just, just making the sounds. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, if so, then I've grossly like underestimated yeah. who you are. Yes, that is not that is not my mo. Uh, um, and then of course his um, you know finger erection goes down yeah. once toby comes in the room <laughs> oh i love too that he just screams and like prove it let's see your penis and yeah. then he's just like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> the absolute last yeah. thing that michael would ever want to see i imagine that's also like the last that michael makes light of the flashing situation which yeah. i think is a pretty cool thing that like he's like in the heat of the moment i forgot that like i want to well, he says, like, I want to make sure everybody has fun and they can't have fun if they don't, if they're not safe. Right. But, like, he is, like, you know, he, he's regretful of, like, the light that he was making of the situation. Yeah. And um, he does then, you know, try to implement this sort of, like, women's appreciation meeting, which slightly backfires. Right. But it was a good response, I think, to Dwight sending out a memo with, like, yeah. the 62 restrictions that women of things yeah. women couldn't be doing put them in a burlap sack and beat them with a stick because that's what you're doing yeah <laughs> oh man i just love too that every every description basically is describing what uh angela wears 
like a button up yeah, collars. Yeah, and then the and... camera like pans over <laughs> yeah. her. I did. I enjoy love the her... shot of her yeah. like going to get the printing off the top shelf or whatever, <laughs> and so like she has to stand on a chair, yeah. but she like gets all like, like she's like, I don't want people to see me standing on a chair. Yeah, like, uh, it like gets down real quick. <laughs> uh, do you think it's because she wants people to not realize how short he is, how short she is, or do you do you think that she's just like thinks it, it's rude to stand on chairs? I think that she doesn't want people to see up her skirt. Like she thinks uh, that she's like flashing the office by being up on the because she like kind of like pushes her skirt down when she oh, like fair. gets off the chair. Yeah, it was also just like a knee length skirt, right? Yeah. Oh my my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how revealing. Uh, <laughs> And, like, why is there a printer on top of the firework? <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Some really old printer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun. I, I enjoyed Angela's uh, cat sweater thing she was wearing, too. Yeah. Like, and the one the that, like, looks like it's, like, like, the white one on her shirt that, like, looks like it's kind of crawling up her shirt, <laughs> like, trying to get above on her shoulder. Yeah. And there's nothing better than a cat sitting on your shoulder, let's be honest. Right. Yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> The small, the finer things in life, you know. When Pretzel came, he was, like, real, real tiny. He was, like, a couple of months old. And, like, he would always try to climb up your, like, you'd be standing in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> your back was on fire because, like, he just jumped up and, like, grabbed your back. Um, and and you'd be like, oh, you're so stupid cute. Great. <laughs> sure. You're real cute and not annoying whatsoever. Right. Does he try to do that now as an adult as well? No, he doesn't. And so he, that would be he, even worse, probably. <laughs> he is just as annoying, but thankfully he does not try to jump up on your back. <laughs> just rip some back skin right off. Yeah. But I appreciate Michael trying to show them some R-E-S-B-S-P-D. And, yeah, um... <laughs> why? You know how to spell respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> Oh, I just love like all those times when Michael uh, mispronounces things or like slurs words for some reason. Yeah, other. those are the best moments for me. Or when he has epiphories. Epiphories and yeah. the orifice. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever people do that in my life, I have a really hard time not like pointing it out, like not being like, wait, did you? Because like, I think it's really funny to think of it in whatever way you said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I like to me, like, I'm not like trying to say like, you're dumb for saying it like that. I'm trying to say like, it's funny to think of the scenario you just described with this <laughs> other thing in it. Right. Um, well, and surely they should probably be corrected anyway, because you, <laughs> you don't want to keep I don't want you to around. embarrass yourself. Right. You're only, so. it's like, it's like the, the thing of like, if you <coughs> notice your friend has like snot hanging out of their nose, do you tell them or do you pretend you don't see to like make them right. not feel uncomfortable? But yeah. I feel like the latter is always like the worst option. Cause uh, I'd like to uh, draw, I'd like to, to bring attention to the fact that it is the, women's appreciation episode in which there's no women present and two men are talking about the uh, finer ways of correcting people. That's a, yeah. Those that's a, this is, is going to be a real hit on Facebook. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I think we've not said anything terribly offensive yet. Uh, so, um, 
so women's appreciation conference room and mm-hmm. then um to kind of like karen's just trying to be like you know it's real simple like just stop being so sexist right. uh, and michael's and michael's like you know like this is a masculine environment so we need to we need to go to a feminine environment <laughs> and picks the best place in scranton the steamtown mall yeah which steamtown mall yeah i've been to uh <laughs> Bethany and i go there i'm not gonna say frequently but <laughs> often we've been there many times yeah and uh it's really it's a really cool mall it is like what's cool about it is that malls are dying all across america and steamtown is like renovating and like changing the way they do things and like they're really up and coming like i say up and coming but like they've been around forever (laughs) like they're they're like they're becoming more relevant in scranton which i think is awesome that's good yeah uh they have like so like they'll like put a gym in the mall uh they have the library in the mall Um, they're redoing their food court to have some kind of like market there or something oh that'd be cool yeah, I haven't been there since last year, so that might be done by now. But uh, they're doing a lot of stuff to try to bring people back into the mall, which is really awesome. That is good. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, malls are just sort of like falling apart. Like going back home, even to the uh, McKinley Mall, I'm like, good God, this is <laughs> sort of depressing. And especially Eastern Hills in which like everything's closed. I don't know if you ever yeah. went to that one, but I didn't. Yeah, it's um, it's depressing. Yeah, there's a mall here. <laughs> There's a mall here that is like three stories tall, Whoa. and uh, there's there's no food in there anymore. Like the every place in the food court closed, and then finally Auntie Anne's closed. Oh no! And you know it's bad. I, yeah. I have to question if you're an actual mall if Auntie Anne's <laughs> is not. Real. That's um, true. They basically just have a comic book store now, but it's a really like popular comic book store, and I think that might be why the ball the mall was still staying around, but. Um, they've now announced that they're closing. As finally. surely it can't be, you know, monetarily efficient to just <laughs> be open yeah. for one comic book store. Right. <laughs> That's sad. So they're closing. The, are they going to like demolish it, or are we going to be able to like go explore it as it's I feel closed like up? It would be ridiculous to tear a mall down when you have that giant building there. Like, make a school in it or something. Like, you That's can true. do something there. Yeah. That's such a waste of space to be not doing anything. That's true. Oh, malls. Um, they were like, well, I kind of have like mixed feelings about malls because I didn't really, my most of my, the bulk of my experience in malls is only when I started working at one. So mm-hmm. like I was never, my parents would never take us to the mall when we were younger. So it wasn't uh-huh. like, I, I could never be an, a mall rat kid, you know? Right. Um, though I encountered many in my days working <laughs> at Hot Topic. But, so it's kind of funny to like have, I don't know, because you... Did you, you spent some time in the mall, like, as a mall rat, yeah? Yeah, I love malls. Um, even, like, like if I am, like, um, like, I feel more at peace walking around a mall. Uh, <laughs> for And I think it is because, like, when I, was a, when I was a teenager, I hung out in malls all the time. Yeah. Um, a mall. But uh, mostly, because, like, my mall was really small, mm-hmm. but it had like an arcade that I would hang out in most of the time. And uh, then like yeah. it had a game store and it had FYE and it had a movie theater. So like, I never felt like I didn't have what I wanted in a mall. Yeah. Uh, 
now that mall is kind of like it's it's kind of closing ish. Uh, it when things when things when you go back to like your hometown and like everything has already changed, you kind of like like to me the mall is already gone because yeah. like the, everything is like different in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really like I don't really care, but uh, yeah, it is starting to decline. It's weird. It's weird that like. So the GameStop used to be, uh, I, I said GameStop already. <laughs> it was GameStop. Uh, and then it closed. And instead what came back is this local video game store. Oh. And then the candy store used to be Gardner's Candies. Mm-hmm. And then it closed and came back as this local candy store. Okay. And like, it, there are several other places in that mall where a store closed and then the same store came back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it makes me wonder, like, what is going... Like, it's it's a weird sort of alternate universe thing. Well, yeah, because you would think that the issue would have been that that type of store wasn't getting the attention that could sustain it actually staying in the space, right? Right. right. Hmm. Uh, That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good for weird. local stores, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Um, right, yeah. so back to Steamtown. Uh, Michael, do you think that, like, he... It's weird to me that, like, they went to the mall and the first thing they talked about about was Michael and Jan's relationship. Like... Yeah. Uh, it almost feels to me like Michael wanted to get them together to talk about his relationship with Jane. <laughs> um, it could be. I mean, I think definitely for him, re- like relationship talk is probably a, like a feminine thing to do. So he's like, right. oh, I'm actually, because even when they were doing the women's appreciation, it was still like all the guys were in there. So now right. it's like literally just him and the women. So yeah, I'm, probably he feels comfortable to be able to, to talk. Although he does introduce it with like, have you guys, how do you feel about role playing? <laughs> yeah. You know, and we learned that he, he's been wearing the uh, schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something. Um, that is, that is definitely a Jan thing. <laughs> yeah. Jan asserting her control and dominance. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think it's good that he finally had a chance to sit and talk about that. And I, <laughs> When he was making the pro and cons list, I was like, "Ooh, that's not going to end well." Just like thinking of, uh, thinking back to, um, oh my god, who made the list? was it Ross and was it Ross who made yeah. the list? Yeah, uh, yeah, Ross and Chandler and Joey. Yeah, but um, we find out that all of the good aspects of her are the way she dresses and her body, and then <laughs> minus her boobs, which are mentioned right. twice as a bad thing. <laughs> She's totally <coughs> flat. Yeah. Um, which she's not totally flat, so I don't understand that. But uh, <laughs> sure. But um, I, you know, and he doesn't like being around with her. And I like that Phyllis was just kind of like, okay, now you have to, without thinking, say what you want to do. And then we find out that he doesn't want to be with her, right. which was clear from like the moment he was with her. Period. But you know, yeah. who are we uh, to judge? <laughs> yeah, he was like a really terrible, like abusive situation. Like not yeah. to like say the obvious, but like he's like in like the one of the most abusive situ- most abusive relationships i've seen on tv like with oh, some of the yeah. stuff that he's saying it's like that is really uh like 
like it, it she's kind of scary like she is she the is, devil yeah like not only <laughs> i mean not only things mentioned in this episode but like before too we find out that like she's you know doesn't like him like talking in a certain way or saying certain things or right right which is just frustrating and it's like obviously that's not <laughs> the relationship you want to be in if you are being forced to change yourself entirely yeah. like that's not that's not good yeah and then <laughs> i like when uh jan asked if he was coming up uh to, to see her or whatever yeah. and yeah. <laughs> she was like oh i can pay you 200 dollars. i'll leave it on the counter or leave it on the yeah. desk dresser or whatever and he, <laughs> he's just like i don't feel comfortable with that yeah like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord yeah it's a bad relationship and uh of course, he does the thing that one should never do, which is to leave a message or a voicemail with that information on it. When lo and behold, she actually comes in yeah. that moment to apologize. But I mean, that's I'm glad that he did and that she heard the message and that for the right. moment they break up because obviously her coming in to apologize is just that way of like keeping someone in an abusive relationship to be like, you know, because you, yeah. I feel like that's what you always hear. So like, oh, they're not like that all the time. They, right. you know, they get angry, but then they apologize. And like, well, yeah, yeah, because if they didn't, you would absolutely like leave. So you need, right, exactly. there needs to be some hope there, right. um, which is just frustrating to be like an observer of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like Michael, no. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, like he doesn't like he, well, I mean, like later he does, but yeah, there were extenuating circumstances for that. Uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> two points on on the list if you will yeah um, um, yeah so that's pretty much what happens with Jan Jan and Michael split for the moment oh I hate in this episode two times like uh, one more than the other I guess when they're sitting at the ta- at the at the in the food court um, and Karen is like, you know, like sometimes you have rough patches in your relationship yeah. and you just need to push through it. And Pam's like, I don't, I guess you're just like not meant for each other. And then they have this like knowing look with each other. Yeah. And it's like, we weren't at all talking about your relationship at all. And like, it, it doesn't even really apply. Like it's like, that's quite a stretch. And the only thing that we're, that you're doing this for is to like, point out the fact that one of you like that there's this weird kind of love triangle thing going on between you again and like that was just like not called for at all no especially when karen has apps like she's absolutely right that's and that's i think the something that like a lot of kids these days don't pay attention to is that like sometimes you do have rough patches and that's just something you need to deal with instead of like (laughs) rushing off i mean obviously michael's situation is much more than a rough patch but um you know it's but yeah, it's Which, clearly just to, like, piss Karen off, I think. And, like, Karen said that, too. Like, Karen said that, like, that is super unhealthy. Like, that is not <laughs> the way that you should be. Right. Uh, and then she was like, you just need to push through your relationship. Like, that's... Yeah, she's just trying to justify why, like, she's been having these continuous late-night chats with Jim. Yeah. Even though, apparently, we learned that they've been together for six months. Much to right. the surprise of everyone in the in the <laughs> in the women's room, if you will. Yeah. Why would you ever sit in that couch? That's <laughs> well, disgusting. I think you would have to sit in it because if you didn't notice, there was one stall in that entire bathroom. 
<laughs> like what? How is yeah, that possible? There's only, there's only like ten people in the office. Like you can, uh, if you're waiting, you shouldn't be waiting on the couch right outside the stall. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. That's awkward. Like, let me listen to my friend poop, and then I'll just jump in right after. No thanks. <laughs> but I guess some people are less creeped out that of like overhearing people in the bathroom than some of us. Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah that's a large percentage a large percentage of the population (laughs) yeah it was funny that uh they all rushed into the women's bathroom although i jim had um was right in saying that like when people imagine going into the women's room it's usually a locker room and not like (laughs) into the bathroom (laughs) although i remember like in high school thinking that it was a very much a mystery because like yeah you never were you never saw into it you know right and then like as i was i think it was like when i was a senior or something and i would be late in school all the time i remember at one point i think one of my female friends was like oh, you should look and see what the women's bathroom is like. I was like, okay. (laughs) So I remember doing that, and it was not as exciting as I'd hoped. There was a group of girls in my high school that always went to the bathroom together. And, like, so there must have been something in there. (laughs) You would think so. Yeah. There had to be. There can't just be a row of stalls. (laughs) (laughs) No. Line up and go in. (laughs) It is funny that, like, well, I guess it makes sense. That's a place where, like, guys can't go in. I feel like that's very much, like, a high school trope that, like, the women run run away to the bathroom to, like, discuss things. Yeah. I guess yeah, in, in life. Smoke cigarettes. It's smoke Maybe cigarettes. Maybe they're all going to smoke some cigarettes. Maybe. Do some coke or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just rural New York. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any other things about the episode that I wanted to discuss. Um, did you hear the Bontons closing? Uh, no. So the Bontons closing, which means that the Bonton closed before Boscov's. What's Boscov's? That's where, like, Phyllis buys her clothes when, like, Pamela things get her. And she's like, Boss calls it Steamtown Mall, which does actually exist. Oh. And it's like just this old lady department store. (laughs) As opposed to Kid Gap, where Angela has to go. Oh, no, that's too flashy. She has to go to the American Doll (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Oh, the Bonton. Hmm. I I don't remember the last time I was in a Bonton, to be honest. We were walking through, yes, the Bonton. we were walking through it and I was like, how is it? It might've been like Macy's or something. And I'm like, how are department stores still open? Right. Like who shops here? No one, I think is the issue. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and now that nobody does. <laughs> mm, that's why Bonton's closing. Oops. Yep. Um, did you um, hear any quotes that you liked uh, from the episode that we haven't mentioned? I don't think I wrote any quotes down. <sighs> I wrote about it. I wrote a couple I down. I liked you're a preppy freak in the office pariah and nobody likes you. <laughs> Poor moon face. Mm-hmm. It, which, if anyone's yeah. a moon face, I feel like Dwight's the moon face. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is the moon face in the episode with Billy. Oh. Where he gets a concussion. He says the moon face guy. <laughs> That's true. 
asshole. Oh, he's just projecting on Andy. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh, the vacuum's done. <laughs> um, I also wrote uh, Angela who says, Phyllis, you're a married woman. In response to her <laughs> seeing this guy's balls, yeah. I guess. And uh, which reminds me of, of Creed who says, the guy was just hanging brain. What's all the right, fuss? Yeah. If, that's <laughs> if that's flashing. flashing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I like how throughout the rest, he just still continues to be like, I don't understand what's the big deal here. Just a bit of flashing. <laughs> Won't that just shed more light on the penis? Yeah. That there's might the, be my favorite quote. Now that's I a good one. That's a good one. I remember there's a, in the outtakes, there's a, there's a, a bit where Dwight's try, or not Dwight Rain's trying to talk about or say that line after he says like phallus blah 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 and then he just starts cracking up and and for some reason continues to like say the lines as if it would be a viable take but it's so funny because everyone's just like just dying that's a good that's a good outtake mm-hmm. um oh and then Michael who says a penis when seen in the right context is the most wonderful sight for a woman <laughs> But in the wrong context, it is like a monster movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Dwight also. More like I.I. General. (laughs) No. Holesies. (laughs) Holesies. Do you... uh, I guess that's all I have for quotes. Do we... I I always forget the order. Dundies? Sure. Um, mine today is going to the, uh, mine is the good shot Dundee to the director of photography for this episode. Uh, because my favorite part of the episode is when they're at the food court and like Michael's like starting to get upset and then the camera cuts away. And when it cuts back, he's like so upset that his (laughs) face is all contorted and red. (laughs) And then he's like, what am I going to do about Jan? Oh, I like to, I, mean, I shouldn't say this, but I like moments when Michael's like very upset because he just pulls the most ridiculous faces. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Big baby faces. Yeah. It's so good. Um, that's a good Dundee. Uh, I'm going to give mine the uh, watch out for that brain Dundee to Phallus for uh, mm-hmm. for <laughs> witnessing the, the flash. I think that was the problem that she watched out for it. <laughs> that's true <laughs> had she not been looking at that map i mean that was the first sign like no one carries a map Look right away. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> good good dundies do you have any trivia from the episode when they are driving to how many trivia questions do you have i have five. Oh, okay yep so all right how about Ask me two, and then we'll alternate. Oh, okay. Um, so I wanted to start with a typical Jamie question. Okay. What is Meredith's uh, license plate number? Oh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it what is... is White's phone number? Nope. <laughs> Those cancel each other out. Uh, okay. it, for the record, it was CHT8635. <laughs> My second question that I shall ask is... Uh, what is Mike, Michael, and Jan's safe word? Foliage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so w- when they're driving to the mall, yes. uh, what is the shirt hanging on the back of Meredith's driver's seat? Oh, I have no idea. I thought you were going to ask me what chip she was eating. 
Yeah. That's what I thought Hurts something. It is um, Poor Richards. It's a Poor Richards shirt. Oh. Yeah. Poor, Poor Richards is an actual bar, yeah? We decided. Yeah, it, it exists. It's inside of the um, bowling alley in Scranton. Now, my question is, when are we going there? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> if there is one thing that Bethany wants to do, it is go to Poor Richards. So it will happen sometime. As long as they don't close in the near future, which is a real oh, no. possibility. See, we should go. We should try to get there this summer. Yes, we should. I mean, like, we could definitely make it this summer. Yeah, we should do it. Anyway, have you another question? Uh, yeah. Where is Jim taking Karen for their six-month anniversary? Oh, this is like, uh, is it Anna Maria's or something? Yeah, it's Anna Maria's. Anna Maria's, okay. Is that I also I don't a place? know if that's real or not. I've never heard Bethany talk about it, so. Um, <laughs> it can't possibly. That's kind of like a, like, it is the only time it's ever mentioned, so. Yeah. And they tend to, to really be true to finding places around there, though. Yeah. Oh, it says closed. Is this the right one? Drinker Street? Anna Maria? Dunmore, PA? Is Dunmore near Scranton? Yeah, they talk about Dunmore sometimes, I think. Sounds like it. If that's the one, then it's closed. Well, sorry. Oh, it is. Yeah, right outside of Scranton. But it was a real place. Yeah. I love when they do that. It's cool to, like... Yeah, and I think you guys mentioned a long time ago when they had like sheets, cups, and stuff yeah. that wouldn't be available outside of outside of the area. Yeah, it's cool. Keeping it authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many candles are in the women's room? Oh God, I did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> hold on, let me think of my memory. I'm gonna say that there are three. There are seven. Damn. Okay. I was not <laughs> close. Three on- Three like tea lights on either side of the fountain, and then one on like the lamp. Uh, okay. The lamp. Nice. In that very illogical bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other thing was at the end, uh, Michael tosses accidentally a dollar into the fountain and makes a wish for all of the women in the world. Right. What are the wishes that he had for Jan, uh, Phyllis, Pam, Angela, and Kelly? Uh, okay, so Phyllis was a flat screen TV. A plasma TV, but yeah. Plasma mm-hmm. TV. Um, uh, Kelly was a brain, Pam was courage, <laughs> yeah. and Angela was a heart. Yeah. Um, Jan. I have no idea what Jan's was. For Jan was it was that she would get over him. <laughs> <laughs> but that part when he was like it was going so well cuz like these things that like well I mean Phyllis's doesn't make sense at all. But when he was like <laughs> Pam I wish courage and they show that really good shot of her like getting in the elevator with uh Jim and Karen. And yeah. then when they continued to when he continued to say like <laughs> for Angela a heart. I just <laughs> I just laughed out loud and then Kelly a brain. I, I just couldn't handle it. Like these are hilarious. Um, I think I had another one. Oh, uh, well, yeah. What did Phyllis do uh, to calm down after the flashing incident? Went for a walk with Bob Vance. Yeah. Bob Vance. Vance, Vance Refrigeration. 
And the only other thing I wrote down were what were the the conditions or the things mentioned in Dwight's memo? Oh, uh, it was three quarter length sleeves, mm-hmm. button up shirts, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know, sweaters, muted colors. We said earlier, yeah. um, heels exactly yeah. one fourth an inch or something like that. No, no heels exceeding one fourth an inch, rather. Um, mm-hmm. And then they weren't allowed to speak to strangers without written or authorization from Dwight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that brings us to the end of of the trivia. All right. What are you mm-hmm. going to rate this bad boy? Uh, I am rating this uh, because of the Steamtown Mall. It gets <laughs> a five out of five Steamtown Malls. Whoa. This That's... could... This, this episode could basically have done anything and got back to the Steamtown Mall, and I would still rate it a five out of the five. Wow, that's that's dedication to your to your Steamtown Mall. Mm-hmm. I think I, it was funny. I liked it. Not too many lulls. But I think I'm gonna have to go with a with a three point five brains out of five. Okay. Brain, brains right, of the so hanging variety. The... <laughs> <laughs> that brings our official Threat Level Podcast score to 4.25 Steamtown Brains out of 5. <laughs> Perfect. A reasonable score, I think. Mm-hmm. I did that math in my head, so if it's wrong, oh. uh, you're wrong, because Sc- mine's right. Screw you, calculators. No need. What part of official score don't you understand? <laughs> Whatever said after official is is it. Correct yeah. math or not. It's yes. done. <laughs> That's the rules according to the rules. According to the rules that I've just made up. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that brings us to the end of the, the episode discussion. So thanks for sticking around if you have. Uh, feel free uh, to hit us up on Twitter at TL underscore PCAST or send us an email at ThreatLevelPodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear comments or feedback on how you thought the two two of the three gents of the podcast treated women's appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's head to Threat Level Podcast After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> So what have you been listening to, reading, watching, playing, contemplating? I think uh, I think today I am going to talk about Maple Story. Okay. Uh, I, I did see this in a tweet of yours. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> so I have been having uh, I've been I've been having a rough week at work, and Maple Story is just one of those games where. It's just like you like it's it's Maple Story came out 13 years ago hmm. and it's just this like ridiculous cheery <laughs> 2D online game and uh and so like I don't know it's just like it's so pure and innocent that like thinking like thinking back to it this week has just been like it's 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 helped me deal with the stress of the week because it's just mm. like like there are people who are experiencing their first day of maple story this week <laughs> and uh yeah. and that's awesome 
So what is um, what is like the general story of, of Maple's story? Uh, it has to do with a black mage and oh. he came and uh, I don't know if he like split the world or oh. he like turned all the monsters angry or like all the animals angry or something. Um, but I know that he is like the overarching villain. I honestly, I have no idea. Like it's, it's like, <laughs> oh, so he's the villain. I see. It's like these like ridiculous like like there's this one place where it's a mall and you're fighting like shopping carts and like cash <laughs> registers. Like it's okay. And there's no like the the damage that you do in this game is scored in like tens of millions. Like it's, <laughs> it's nuts, and uh, because it's been around for so long, and it's just like. It's just pulling at all of these like kids like this, right? And, and so it's like kind of a kids game, um, but it it's more like kids. It used to be a kids game, and then those kids grew up to have disposable income, and now it's like <laughs> it was a kids game, and now it's just this like cheery game that you can throw two hundred dollars at and get this sweet pair of wings, right? <laughs> Interesting. And what yeah. what console is that on? It's uh, it's a for PC. It's on. Oh, okay. The, it's a it's a it's an mmo mmorpg as the kids say oh uh it's it has 40 different classes Whoa. Um, some of them are really cool like some of them so that they have like the first five like the original five which are you know like warrior and mage and stuff mm-hmm. and then they came out with um these other classes that like Maple Story has always been, uh, it's a Korean game, and pretty much the rule is if it's a Korean game, you're spending hours and hours and hours grinding until you get to the next level. Okay. Um, and so to kind of combat that, they made these new classes, which were like the same ones, like it's Warrior and Mage and stuff, but they are, they take much less experience to level up, but they're like not as powerful. Yeah. Um, and then they have these other classes that are like, there's this one where you're twins and like you like you like switch between the two twins. There's one where you have a dragon and like when you play these classes, like your story is different. So like if you play the dragon, like you are the guy, like your name is Aaron and or Evan, I think it is. And like your story is Evan's story um, with his dragon. And like mm-hmm. as you level up, your dragon like gets bigger and um, you can like ride him and stuff. Oh. Uh, and like like so like it's not just like they add different like this guy uses a gun it's like like really if there are different like the different classes in maple story are like really different like they control differently that sounds really fascinating actually yeah i love maple story i would love they're making a they had a mobile version a couple of years ago that didn't go over really well because it sucked um (laughs) And they're making, they just did a open beta for the, a new mobile version in January. And they like, that went really well. Like everybody was really into that uh, because it was like really similar to the PC version. Okay. And so I'm hopeful that, that, that this new one, like this new mobile version, uh, that I'll, you know, play it and have fun with it or whatever. Yeah. But um, I would, I would love it on switch. Why is that? If you're listening. <laughs> You are obsessed with your Switch. Yeah, I am. I want everything <laughs> on Switch. <laughs> everything. Cool. So, uh, Maple Story. 
I really, yeah, I'd be interested in playing that. I feel like every time you talk about a game, I'm like, ooh, I feel like I'd really like this game, <laughs> which is good, I guess, but it's like... That's because I only play good games. I mean, this is true as well. That's the rule. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> or if you, and if you play crap games, you just don't tell me about them. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you that does not happen. <laughs> Never. <laughs> cool. Maple story. Um, yep. I'm trying to think of like, I've seen a number of movies, but none that I'm really like fanatical about um i did stumble upon recently uh and i've he- i'd heard about the show before but i'd never watched it but university challenge have you heard I've of that i've never heard of that no okay so university challenge is a, a a british quiz show that's been around since 1962 oh, and indeed. uh as the name sort of implies the it actually pits universities against each other in general knowledge uh facts so um and then uh, slowly throughout the the season, it like weeds them down to like you know the top winners of of that of that specific season or series, I guess if you're British. But um, but yeah, so like a ton of the episodes are available on YouTube. So I was just like binge watching those the other day, learning about you know random factoids and and stuff, which is always a fun thing. I do love little quiz shows. Mm-hmm. Kind of like QI, cool. but less ridiculous. Right. I was going to say, it sounds like QI. Yeah, it's like QI, but QI is like sort of, like they almost exclusively get comedians on the show. So mm-hmm. it's meant to be a sort of a ridiculous, you know, interaction. And their scores are usually like negative 50. And like, if you win, <laughs> it's because somehow you got one, like a positive one point. Whereas like <laughs> with University Challenge, it's much more of a traditional sort of game show. Is how would you compare University Challenge to College Jeopardy? I have never seen an episode of College Jeopardy. I mean, I mean it's Jeopardy, but like it's with college. It's students? funny because like College Jeopardy is like so much easier than regular Jeopardy. It's like it's like Fisher Price Jeopardy almost. Oh, I see. See um, for for University Challenge, I would not say that it's easy at all. Like a lot of the things that they the questions they ask, I'm like, how would you ever know this? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, no, it's really crazy. You should definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. I feel like afterwards, whenever I watch these, I'm like, ooh, I'm learning facts. Like, I am going to be knowledgeable. And then I forget Tell them, you know, extreme facts. Like, right Tell after it's one fact. <laughs> like, nope, the facts are gone. Yeah. <laughs> There's also like a, another one that I was watching, which sort of led me to University Challenge. And I can't remember how I stumbled across that, but it was a high school uh, quiz show. And I think it might actually just be called High School Quiz Show, (laughs) which apparently uh, only does is is only for Massachusetts, at least the one that I found. Um, So it's just schools in Massachusetts. And that's the same thing. Like it's general knowledge. They do do a sort of Jeopardy round, but not like is Jeopardy the one where you have to answer with a question like what is blah, blah, blah. Jamie, are you really asking me what Jeopardy is? I haven't seen Jeopardy in such a long time. That's with with Trebek, You don't know what Jeopardy is? (laughs) That's the one where you have to say like what is blah, blah, blah. Like you answer with a question, yeah? Well, so they have like a segment on this high school quiz show that's like that, but you don't, you just give the answer. You don't have to actually formulate a question. Are you asking me what Jeopardy is? <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? I don't watch that many. What ever. rock have you been living under for 40 years? <laughs> Despite the uh, number of quiz shows I've shouted out on here, I apparently am not watching game shows that often. At least not game shows from of that of that type. Although that does remind me, was it, um, was it SNL where they had... Uh, uh, who... Like, it was supposed to be some... Um, 
British guy. Like Sean Connery in Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. I just remember seeing those clips and those are pretty hilarious. Yeah. Just like mispronunciations to like formulate ridiculous stuff. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a university challenge. Check it out. Uh-huh. And on uh-huh. that note, I think that's all yep. we've got. So thanks for sticking around, listening to that, listening to our nonsense. Um, feel free to check those things out. If you have things you'd like us to check out, send us an email at levelpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at TL underscore PCAST. Feel free also to let us know if we made a debacle of Women's Appreciation Day. We'd like to know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so next time we will be uh, watching the penultimate episode of this season, which is Beach Games. I cannot wait. And we'll catch you then. Bye. Bye.